Welcome back to another episode of Baxter's Buzz. I am Baxter E. Hall. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. Uh, welcome to my brain. Welcome to my frequency. Uh, I would say enter at your own risk. Um, as you know, I am all over the place with conversations, topics, people that I uh, appreciate and enjoy. And this person um, is no different, very much in line with that. Um, a friend of mine and the co-founder of the company Joint Pivot, Jen Tankana. Hello. Hi, Jen. Baxter. I'm, I'm so excited to be on this. I've seen them and watched them, so I'm happy to be a guest. Well, thank you for joining me. I know you're super busy, and we're going to talk about some of that. So let's just jump right into it. Um, Talk about talk about joint, joint pivot. What are you guys What are you guys up to? Mm -hmm. So, Julie and I co-founded Joint Pivot in the fall of 2019, and our goal is to really apply all of our our big business knowledge to any business, any industry, and our goal is to help make them better. So we take everything from I worked for Toyota for almost 10 years, so I'm taking the Toyota production system and figuring out how to apply it, not cookie cutter approach, but like what actually works for the company. We help with strategic planning, um, change management, continuous improvement. Um, we can be outsourced third parties, project managers, right? So don't bring the headcount in, use us instead. Um, we can ask questions so companies don't have to get, or we don't have to get political with, you know, within the inner workings of companies. And, and our overall goal is to create personalized, repeatable solutions that stick. So we, we know that we'll eventually work ourselves out of a job, but we want to make sure that our lasting impression is stuff that we partnered with companies to implement. Personalized, repeatable solutions that stick. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love yeah. that. Um, and we've worked together and we've done some things together. I know that the process improvement, process management is like kind of, you know, your, your, one of your calling cards. Can you talk about the importance of planning when it comes to like from an organizational standpoint? Mm -hmm. And planning is obviously a huge term. And, and we're actually doing a, a couple webinars in our, our free monthly series on planning. And the biggest thing that's resonated with me recently, and while I realized that I didn't think about it this way, but structure, planning and having a plan sets you free because it allows that foundation of what you're going to do for a day, what you're going to do for a quarter or a year um, and, and have a plan. And I know that sounds silly, but when a chaos arrives, you have an employee issue, supplier doesn't you know, ship on time and all of a sudden you've got parts stuck at a border. Um, you know, all those headaches and fires that occur at a company, um, having a plan allows you to come back to whatever you were working on. It, it frees up time so you can go and do the firefighting that's needed. And obviously, hopefully you take some lessons learned and hopefully prevent it next time. Um, but having that plan of, of what you do each day, is it a stand-up? Um, are you reviewing metrics so you understand if you need to, to pivot or do something different at your business? Um, checking in with employees, right, as a standard, as, as part of your day to understand how they're doing so you can help them you know, help them remove roadblocks, you know, help them in any ways. And, and planting those things, especially throughout the day, are huge. And when, when you start to demonstrate that you have control over your day or your week or your month, people start to see that and they're like, oh, and it, it rubs off on others. And you, 
they, they start to emulate the same kind of skills and attributes. I've, I've seen it in offices. It's, it's fantastic. It's not overnight, but it, it does happen. I, I, I think about like, um, acting, right? Not that I've ever acted, but I, but if you know your lines, right. And there is some sort of ad living that's done, you at least have that structure to kind of go back to and fall back on, right? Yeah. If you are completely winging it and you don't have any outline, if there's something, that, a, a fire that yep. will inevitably arise, like, then what? Yep. Right? I, I like that analogy. That's spot on. It's, yeah, then the, then the, uh, the, the tail starts wagging the dog and the next thing you know you haven't done anything that you're, you're supposed to do for that day right. or that week or that quarter right because you've yep. just kind of been you know being led by your day you, yeah you're shooting from the hip you're guessing um mm -hmm. versus more of a structured approach so yeah I, I like that the analogy of it's it's uh you're allowing yourself to ad lib when needed um but if you don't have the practice or the plan then you're going to go off course quickly Exactly. And it's going to be hard to write your ship. So mm -hmm. totally. Because, yeah, you don't know where's the, where's right. Where's the, you know, mm -hmm. where's north. Um, there's so many things that people are dealing with uh, as as leaders, just in general, but especially now. But but more generally speaking, when you're out working with consulting, with coaching leaders in different organizations, like what what are some of the struggles, some of the common struggles that you come across? Mm -hmm. The, the most recent ones I'm, I'm dealing with, or I'm observing and it's, I'm working right now. I have a, a handful of small, smaller businesses or even startups who have investors and they're at a scalable level because they are growing They're People are buying what they're selling. It's fantastic. And it's the, the, the foundation to me is what I'm trying to get them to implement. And what I mean by that is roles and responsibilities, who does what, um, you know, decision-making power, and it might all come to one person, that's fine, but doing some sort of basic documentation of that, so it's, it's in your head, right, but it's also on paper, and it can be shared with the, the people who need to know it. Um, the, the nice thing with that, and, and I know a lot of small businesses and startups don't want to take the time but by doing that, it's, it's good in many reasons. One is that when you start to scale or you start to hire new people and one person can't do all of it anymore and you have to bring someone on, you can give them at least a, a three-line job description of what they need to go and attack, right? Um, so it's easier to get them up and running and it's, it's easier for them to be onboarded um, and it's easier for you to help them control um, what they're doing. And the other thing is it's, it's comfort level for the employees, right? When when org structures or roles and responsibilities aren't shared, um, there is a, there could be a lack of trust mm. in the organization um, that someone doesn't want to share that with us. They don't, and that's it, not the true. It's not the case um, at all. It just hasn't happened. And so I, I'm trying to use it as a tool to get these leaders to document. Um, and again, just like the planning concept, is. If they can have their items documented when it gets handed off to someone else because they're coming on board, they now still have time to be a leader, to walk around and have those conversations. How are you doing? Um, do you need help with anything? How can I help you? What are your hurdles? And when it's chaos, 
and that stuff's not documented. And just like the, the ad living with no idea what's going on, right? You can't be a leader and leadership is exhausting. Um, it's tiring. It takes work. And so planning, having structure allows you to have more time to be a good leader. You know, I, um, we're starting a nonprofit. We've been in the process of starting this nonprofit and I'm um, part of the leadership mm-hmm. and you want to just go, right? You want to just run around and do all these things, especially me with the way my brain works. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll figure it out. But it's so important to have that structure, right? Even in, even in sort of my day job, you know, uh, with Kapnik, the structure of my day is so important. And, and having things written down, having sort of goals and things that you can measure, right? Mm-hmm. Things that you can say, okay, here's what I'm trying to accomplish and here's my progress. If you don't give yourself sort of these tangible things to measure, again, you're kind of out there sort of aimlessly mm-hmm. and, um, it's just, it's, it's no good for anyone. And as you bring people on, as you mentioned, what part do you take off and assign to other people when you haven't right. clearly identified those things, right? Expectations, so important, not only for yourself, but for the people that are part of that group, because they want to know who's, who's, who's driving this bus, you know, mm-hmm. who, who are we following, right? Mm-hmm. And the, to build off the point you mentioned about measurements is how do you know what is, what is good or what is better? How does someone know if they had a good day? Is it because they showed up or is it because they completed A, B, and C, which actually drives value to their contribution to the bottom line? And it's time, it's time consuming um, to get down to that level of detail to define for employees, but it is worth it. Um, in so many ways. And it's, it's rewarding for the employee to know that there's value for them and they can brag about themselves when they accomplish something because it was a challenging goal in front of them. So it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, I, we uh, worked together at the end of last year on an, um, sort of a workshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were you know, helping HR folks sort of prepare and get, you know, get prepared for 2021, come up with, you know, their, their plan. Right. Right. Uh, Talk about, if you would, like some of the, the things that you learned and the, the, some of the highlights that you, you had around some of the conversations and and, and even the planning piece, because I learned Mm -hmm. a lot just from coordinating and and walking through a lot of that, that content with you Mm -hmm. and Amy, right. Talk about the, the importance, because a plan you don't just throw a plan together and go okay now we're ready right it's all it's kind of this evolving thing so can you talk about the planning piece as mm-hmm. it relates to like the hr um standpoint some of the things that you learned from the workshop and 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 you know things that that mm-hmm. uh some, some some of the aha moments that you had mm-hmm. the the aha moments from that session as well as a couple other with um other planning interactions is the importance of understanding current state. And, and what I mean by current state is who's doing what, what are the processes, are there measurements, 
Um, is anything working? You know, understanding who your customer is of the process is from an HR standpoint, it's, you know, obviously a lot of the employees um, is really the, the main customer of HR. And I feel like my lesson learned is trying to give too much and making assumptions that people know how to connect dots to take their current state, mm. their future state and start to figure it out. And um, I'm actually this year going to work more on helping people understand current state and if they're winning or losing. So that could be implementing measurements. Um, as I mentioned earlier, documenting roles and responsibilities, decision-making control. Um, I, people are sometimes scared of org charts because they think that when someone's name's at the bottom, they feel like they you know, are the lowest common denominator. When in reality, it's just the way it falls. So let's make a circle for an org chart or something. And so the, I wanna focus on helping people understand current state in different ways. Um, and then helping them with smaller changes to, to leave webinars or sessions with actual things they can do when they leave and confirming that they understand. Um, I, I take for granted that I had 20 years in, at big companies, right? So I was exposed to a lot and I had a chance to learn from really talented people. Um, not everyone has that case. So I need to, to, to change my approach to things um, to help people start small and, and have more tactical things that they can leave with. Um, but in the end, we can still build up to this amazing plan with uh, an awesome future state with challenging initiatives. It's just that a, a different approach to make it into more bite-sized shoes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, as you know, with Capnick, I'm on the employee benefit side. And so I work with clients. Um, and one of the first things that we do is say, okay, why are you offering benefits? It sounds super simple, but um, and a nonprofit has different goals and objectives for their benefits than, you know, let's say a Fortune 100 company, right? Mm -hmm. We got to figure out, okay, why are we doing what we're doing? And mm -hmm. what are we trying to accomplish? And you talked about like the, are we winning, right? We need part of the process that we do at Capnick is, Okay, what's the feedback from the employees? If leadership is thrilled with these, these the benefits and the insurances, this or that, that's that's great. That's great. Leadership has to be pleased. But if it's not connecting with the employees that you're serving, that leadership is serving, it ain't working. There's there's a disconnect there. And and maybe it's just they don't realize the 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 resources that they have at their at, you know at their disposal, or maybe um, they aren't as good as, as leadership thinks they are, right? They've, mm -hmm. they've, they've, they've talked to themselves like in these silos and they've convinced, you know, that everything's great. So th there's this continuing sort of measuring that you need to do that feels like it's time consuming, but it's so important to have those checkpoints at every stage so that you know if you're if you've gotten away from your plan right what's the goal mm -hmm. and and it really starts okay why are we here right mm -hmm. you start a, a new company a, a, a any sort of organization whether they've been around for one year 100 years okay why are we here today what are we trying to accomplish it's so important mm -hmm. it's so important um i have we've talked about this off air 
there's this word, this term that, that people throw out all over the place that can be a little overwhelming and a little ambiguous. Um, it, it's the change management, right? It's like, yeah, I, you know, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? Uh, um, simplify the term and talk about, you know, an example or two that you have as it relates to uh, what that looks like in, a, in an organization, some examples of it. Sure. Um, I didn't know really about change management until I, I went to work with Julie, my business partner. Um, and she's a, a change management practitioner, um, certified to teach all of it and has amazing experience. And I, I didn't, I didn't know what I, I needed to know until obviously I worked with her and I am amazed change management. I, I, I can see where you think that, oh man, change, everything's changed, or it's, it's this huge ambiguous term, like that people just like to throw on stuff. Let's, let's go do change management. But to, to make it simple, it's, it's a method to communicate. It could be for change, like you're changing a process. It could be for introducing something new um, at a company um, or your home or your neighborhood or anything. And it takes into account um, the customer of the who's going to be impacted by it. And that's one of the biggest things. And, and we follow, um, it's called ADCAR. So awareness, desire, knowledge, ability, and reinforcement. And it makes you ask a lot of questions. How do I, you know, um, make, make Baxter aware that all of a sudden, um, I don't know, you're gonna have to go back in the office, right? No offense or buts, that's the way it is. I can't just roll it out and say, no ifs, ands, or buts, that's the way it is. I have to, hey, starting on April 1st, you know, we're going to have a, we're going to be going back to the office because we collaborate so well and we're going to have vaccines and, and whatever else. And I have to build into your desire, your personal desire to actually want to go back in the office. And maybe this isn't the best example, um, but I, I need to tell the story in a way to get you on board. So you're not disgruntled. You're not gossiping behind the scenes. You're not demonstrating resistance, right? You know, you, you have to, you're my customer in this communication. And then knowledge and ability, when it's going to happen, um, knowledge for sure would be to let you know why it's going to be safe, how we're helping everyone um, be socially distant and clean. And, and maybe you only go in once a week and that's it, right? And it's for specific reasons. Um, and then finally, obviously, the ability is, is you demonstrating you can go into the office and safe and be safe and the protocols are working. And the reinforcement is the backup. Hey, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for coming in on your day. Thank you for listening and following the instructions and washing your hands and cleaning your stations and doing all these things, right? So I am rewarding you um, through verbal reinforcement, obviously. And so the it. I saw it happen at a company. I was, I was part of it and I didn't know what was happening. Um, this company wasn't the best in communication or rolling things out. And we were getting a new HRIS. So like a, a PeopleSoft or, you know, you, I think ADP is a software. I don't, there's, there's other ones out there. And it was communicated that it was happening in a certain date. Um, there were signs all over. We got little login cards at our desks so I could remember my name and my password. It just kind of showed up one day. But then there was an email in my inbox saying, you just received, you know, this little card. When we switch to whatever system it is, you can then log in. Uh, once I had a question on something, 
I could, I went to our admin and said, Hey, Wendy, what, what do I do? She's like, remember that card that you got two months ago? She's like, open your desk. I'm sure it's in your, and sure enough, I opened my, my drawer, my desk and there it was. And I'm like, that's amazing. It was so easy. It wasn't work for me. It was simple. Um, as a customer of it, I'm like, holy smokes. Like it was phenomenal. Fast forward a couple of years, I was talking to the HR um, and an HR individual at this company. And I said, that was phenomenal. It was easy. Um, it was painless. I got everything I needed. I didn't have to go sit in a, a webinar or anything. The communication came to me. Um, and he said, he's like, yes, that company has a phenomenal change management plan that they give to companies and say, mm. execute. Here are your steps. Here's when you do things like the lead time, suggest who can, who's going to do it. And it was amazing. And I'm like, oh, change management made it easy for our employees, right? The concept of change management. Sure. Um, and, you know, I could probably use change management on my kids to use the, as potty training, right? I, hey, we're going to start potty training, you know, and then there's a the desire like, hey, no more pull-ups, no more diapers, freedom, right? Big kid status, right? I'm getting the getting into their desire. And then obviously teaching and practicing, teaching and practicing, teaching and practicing. And then reinforcement could be an M&M, right? Or a sticker or a lollipop or cool, cool underwear, you know? So, I mean, again, that's your, you're really understanding your customer when you are deploying change management um, thinking that audience and, and how we can relate to that audience is so important at every level. I mean, you just gave, mm -hmm. you know, three different examples, right? And yeah, you got to first figure out where people are, communicate mm -hmm. with them and, and sort of get that buy-in. Yep. Um, and if it can feel like a lot of work, especially if mm -hmm. leadership feels, you know, sort of uh, over overworked or at their capacity already. Mm -hmm what's one or two things that leadership can do that leaders in any org can do to just start to serve their employees better? Like just some simple things that they could start working on besides calling you at joint pivot, right? right, right. Like what can they do? Right, what can they start implementing right away? Just a couple, like one or two things that, 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 that may seem simple that but we're, we're just missing like leaders are just missing the mm -hmm. boat on um so i have like a thousand that pop into my head um the big one right now for me is transparency and being honest with employees things are going great here's why and here's where you add that value or things aren't going great right but we are going to be doing these next things over the next six months to figure out how to write the course and it's we're all in this together, you know, and, and being transparent and authentic in those communications. Lots of times, I think leaders feel that they don't have to, they don't, they don't want to scare people, right? But when people see closed doors and meetings constantly happening and they're not getting any communication, they're like, what's going on in there? Should I be worried? Honesty, yeah. transparency. Yeah. Um, let's see the next one, um, consistency is big. Um, and sometimes that's uh, like we mentioned early on with the planning, um, consistency in communication, consistency in recognition, um, consistency in, in reinforcement. Um, and, you know, if you go out and walk the shop floor, 
every day. Um, you can't just do it once a month and think you're doing great, right? You need to be repetitive with it and be out there and, and listen um, to what's going on and ask how people's days are. Um, but doing that consistently and communicate consistently and um, uh, because then you, you gain trust, um, you're motivating people and you're, you're creating an engaging environment. And again, it, it rubs off on others and they want to do the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, gosh, the, I'm trying to think of um, another one. Those are really good, though. I mean, just thinking about simple things, right? How can we properly communicate? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, this is not a commercial for Kabnik, but Kabnik, you know, I've been very impressed with the uh, level of communication, the amount of transparency throughout this pan- pandemic plan. Here's what yeah. we're trying to do, right? And I have other people close to me, I'll just say, that work with uh, work for companies that aren't very transparent. And if mm-hmm. you thought the water cooler gossip was bad, these text messages that are going around and these phone calls that people, as people have more time to kind of stew and you're not giving them any answers and mm-hmm. now they're form- forming their own sort mm-hmm. of yes. hypothesis, you know, um, and these cohorts, these text threads, yeah. it's not pretty you know it's not pretty it's not pretty um as we wrap from from uh, for, as it relates to joint pivot what like are you taking on new clients like what type of clients are you looking for and how can people reach you um it can jen two ends <laughs> at jointpivot.com. You can head out to www.jointpivot.com um, to check us out. And yes, we're, we're, we're taking on clients right now. Um, I would say the, our most, um, my, my busiest work right now is, is foundational. So processes, helping on lean, lean manufacturing deployments and training people on how to, how to own those activities. Um, leadership got some like leadership 101 going on right now with a startup. Um, I, I applaud them for recognizing that they need to help these brand new employees who were thrust into supervisor positions with no experience. Um, so they're giving them the tools to, to be successful. And um, gosh, um, trying to think other ones are outsourced project manager and requirements gathering for IT deployments. So being mm. that third party with different eyes to ask different questions is um, very helpful. So, so yes, we, we're fortunate. We've done so much in our 20 years between operations, manufacturing, HR, um, strategic planning that we're, we're able to draw upon many experiences, good and bad, um, to figure out what those, you know, custom solutions are for companies. Yeah. And what I've always been impressed with by you, Jen, is um, your your demeanor may say that you're cool and laid back and you're kind of cool, you know, but your 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 strength is really in these processes. And you and I mean, you've talked about it a few different times, even just in our in every example, you've went back to that piece, the communication piece, the setting it, the proper expectations and um you know i mean you know your stuff you know your stuff as it relates to you know and and it's and it's simple but it's very detailed and it and it's and it's the heavy lifting that has to be done for for organizations to be successful right 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Heavy lifting. Um, absolutely. Yeah. There's a method to the madness. Um, but we will meet the maturity, um, the experience where our, our clients are. So they're, we're not going to treat them like every, it, we meet them where they are so we can literally come up with their own solution. Personalized reputable solutions reputable that stick. Solution. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Great. So um, thank you for your time today. This has been this has been great. Um, we chit chat often and I just I, I love the stuff that you're working on. I love the way your brain thinks because it's almost the exact opposite of mine. <laughs> but it, it's all these areas that I know I need to improve upon. So every time we talk, I'm reminded to make sure that I, I get my act together and I tighten up on my processes and my goal setting and stuff. So thank you. Thank you, Baxter. It's always, it's fun. I would say you challenge me to think outside the box, get out of my norms, be uncomfortable, try something new. So. Well, I'm glad I can, you know, yes. offer some, some benefit for you because you definitely do the same for me. Um, for everyone checking us out, thank you. Um, please reach out to Jen if you're, if you're interested, if you're seeing this on uh, YouTube or LinkedIn or, or Facebook, uh, Jen will be tagged in it and um, yeah thanks again for everyone who, who has uh, supported Baxter's Buzz over the, the, uh, the, the several months and I'm hoping to connect with you guys again very soon awesome thanks, thank Jen. you